Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. I am a believer. I have an alert mind, a receptive spirit, an attentive heart, and active faith. My life is full of energy. I know that God has something for me, and I will not leave without it. As I commit and dedicate this season of training to the Lord, in that which is and will never change will continue to make available to me the best in God as I dedicate myself to that the Lord has something for me now my destiny my calling my election my inauguration my resurrection life my quickening my impact on my world my home my family my mission is going to another level I will not leave the way I came I will not leave the way I became in Jesus name hallelujah How many believe in constant transformation and change? Well, give the Lord a great shout of praise today. You may be seated. I want to welcome you to this very, very special um, liftoff. This is a launching session And we welcome you across America and across the world to the first session where Dr. Arfush will begin to go as the Spirit directs us throughout this entire um, uh, International Miracle Institute school year and take the first century faith to the genesis in God because We're going to disclose to you the truth that has always been and impart to you the reality of his lordship today. How many of us know he is the truth? He did not become the truth. He is the way. He did not become the way. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He didn't get better. It just seems sometimes to you and I that he gets better. Amen. And sometimes you might, if you consult your intellect or your feelings or some of your relatives or friends, it might seem like he's nowhere to be found. But what it seems and what it feels is not what it is. I'm here to tell you what it is. Glory be to God. Oh, I want to hear an army tonight. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. 
And so as I was meditating upon and studying on how I could bring this necessary truth out at a time when uh, problems are in the world, fears are in the world, haters are in the world, and um, challenges oppose true champions. Men and women that are not playing games with the Lord. How do I bring to you something that represents God's highest standard? And how do I break it down to us so that it would apply both here as well as in our intimate sessions with our uh, postgraduate students as well as with the uh, men and women that are part of the um, mission field being introduced to this calling and the Lord gave me the wisdom with which I can disclose this to you and I'm here to tell you this you give God your year he'll give you his life I'm going to say this again if you give God your year he'll give you your life I want to remind you Seven hampers, 12 baskets, seven years of supernatural victory. There will be no demise. There will be no failure. There will be no defeat. There will be no, 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 no defeat for the child of God. There will be nothing but God's best in your life. Regardless of who you're fighting against, the victory is won. Hallelujah. And um, um, the victory is our faith given to us by the Lord. Amen. Amen. Isn't that good news? Yes. Well, the Lord spoke to me and I began to prepare and I actually stopped a little bit because I have already about a month worth of uh, material to change your Christianity. <laughs> you know... I. Come on now. Not change it to another thing, but there is a 30, 60, and 100 full. Come on. I don't want to just get by, do you? I don't want to just hang in there, do you? I don't want to just stand by and say, well, the sign of the times is, is going to get this and get that. No, no, no. The sign of the time is arise and shine. Your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. My God, a thousand may fall at your side 10,000 at your right hand because the right hand's pretty strong and hallelujah because the arm of the Lord is with you there shall no evil befall you no plague will come near your dwelling no plague will come near your dwelling hallelujah praise the Lord so if you will bear with me a little bit because I'm pretty charged. But you can be seated. Is it all right? Yes. When we say, Hallowed be thy name. Our Father which art in heaven, 
Hallowed be thy name. That means may your name be made holy. Well, wait, wait, wait. He's the most holy. His name is already holy. But he said, no, no. When you pray down here, you declare, let your name be made holy. That means manifest what your name stands for in a greater way than average humanity has seen it before. You are Rapha. You are the healer. You're the shepherd. You're the deliverer. Let your name be so holy that devils will tremble and run. Diseases will flee. Poverty will fall. Saints will rise. The church will serve. And champions will win. And when we say now I'm not preaching yet I haven't even announced what the what the material is but when we say thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread we are literally praying the opposite of what we've been taught by some uh, theologians so called theologians Because what they teach is we'll go to his kingdom and when we get to heaven, his will will be done. And when we get to heaven, we'll get his bread. But he said, no, while you're here on earth, start praying that which God has supplied for you. Start praying that which God has given to you. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Ma, 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 ma. Hallelujah. And so, so pray hallowed be thy name and I'll answer your prayer. When you say welcome Lord, I'll move in in your life. When you say I trust you Lord, I'll stabilize you. My God. I'll honor your faith. Glory be to God. God said because you believe me, because you trusted in me, my God. Hallelujah. Because you trust in me, you will not be ashamed. Because you put your trust in me, you will not fail. Glory be to God. True? So when we pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, it comes right after what? Hallowed. May your name be made holy. Be made holy. Well, his name is holy. No, manifest the holiness of your name in a magnificent way because you are infinite. So regardless of what we see and what we get shocked at and what makes us marvel, we know you still got a whole lot more than that. And even when we see what seems to be God's best here, we know we won't go to heaven and say we've seen it before. No, there's infinite blessings and 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 growth in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I know that I may be coming as if I'm coming from left field, but I'm coming from right field. I'm orthodox on this thing. I'm coming from the right way. I'm coming from the right path. Amen. Maybe some people, the world has convinced them that God is not all that. But God has said to his church, I'm all that and more. Always been, never will change. Ever faithful, cannot lie. Redeemer, hallelujah. Deliverer, energizer. Equipper. 
of my people. He, he, glory to God, he does not know the meaning of lockdown. He, I don't care where we live. You might be in England. You might be in Africa. My brothers and sisters, family of God, you're met. God does not know the meaning of lockdown. God doesn't, no, he doesn't say hide under the bed. He said, man, just, just do what, what you need to do. But know this, there is nothing called the enemy that is hunting you. Because the angels of God are guarding you. Your enemy's terrified of you. God has plans for your life, plans for your home, plans for your household, plans for your city, your state, your nation, and your world. Hallelujah. I want to teach. I want to teach. Just in case some people have been listening to the news. I came to tell you the good news. I believe this. So you may be seated for a moment. Let, let's, see, let's, let's see two things. One is we know in the New Testament, you could look this word up. It's the word straight. Sometimes the word straight straight path or straight way uh, the word straight is ortho and the, and the word also right does that make sense so there's there's a right way and the, and the word doxa is glory does that make sense that's where you get the word orthodoxy or orthodoxa two words in the new testament that say the right glory or the right way well who is the glory of god Christ was made unto us. Hallelujah. Christ is the wisdom of God and the power of God. Amen. He's the brightness of the Father's glory. So we don't preach another Lord. We preach the Lord. And so when we say orthodoxy, we're not talking about a denomination. We're talking about, we're, we're talking about pre-denominationalism in the genesis of the church. Now right now I'm in... In the New Testament, I'm only two days ago. That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm only two days, yes. two days ago, we were in this. Yes. My God, we messed this up pretty bad. But the Lord has a remnant. I said the Lord has a remnant. And what, what I mean by that, for those of us that are new to... Um, doctor's ministry in the National Miracle Institute is a day with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. So 2,000 years ago is two days ago. So that's not really ancient. But it's the genesis or the birth of the body of Christ because that's when the word was incarnate and became man and we saw him. So what we're going to do we're going to get into ancient theology. Now, all of my life, I've been called many things. Always good when I hear them firsthand. When I hear them firsthand, they're always good. 
so prophet of performance, prophet of, prophet of the Lord. Apostolic ministry. Been called a lot of a lot of things by generals in the faith that recognized the grace that was upon us. Miracle man. Didn't give myself these titles, just people said that. Because things happen, and when things happen, you know, you got to call somebody something. <laughs> so if miracles happen, you're a miracle man. And then next thing, some, something else, oh, that's the prophetic man. And, and so, whatever. But, but literally, my concept, because I was never directed by God to look into it, of a theologian was always someone who's just, you know, basically like a, a professor. Just no, no disrespect to professors. Some of them. How many understand what I'm talking about? And so we've heard ourselves inadvertently say, well, I'm not a professor I'm, a, I'm not a theologian. I'm, I'm a man of God. I'm this. And, and um, I wanted to look up that word. And several years ago, I looked at that word. Many of you that go far back with the ministry, some of you that are in, on the West Coast, whether in New Mexico, whether in, in, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, or all over Arizona, whether you're in Southern California or Northern California, whether you're in, uh, in the islands of Hawaii when we had these powerful revivals, uh, you knew Doc and Dr. Robin w- way back when when we lived on the West Coast. So you understand that when theology or, or the message does not change, we don't do an about face, we just go up in what the Lord is saying. Are you listening to me? So it's very important to understand that God wants to build on what he's begun in your life. There are some, someone is listening to us tonight, today, and you have hit a ceiling in your Christianity, in your service to God. You've hit a ceiling and that which is around you is not feeding you and that which is being fed to you is just to sustain you. Nothing to break you through that thing. And you're wondering whether or not, you know, you should just wait and the Lord will come and rescue you or whatever the case might be. Or maybe you're wondering if what you have been believing is not the truth. Now I want you to know something. That the Lord will in this season of time take the truth you think you know and charge it with his living energy that makes it work in active form in your life. You're going to break through every limitation for the glory and the honor of the one who called you. I said you're going to break through every limitation for the glory and the honor of the one who called you. Amen. So we will have our sessions this year and um, as the Lord leads me, I will address the ancient theology going from and throughout the entirety of, of the, the space of um, 
uh, time and, and years to show in the scriptures irrefutably the things uh, that are relevant to you. The powerful thing about it is this, and the, the things that are fulfilled in Christ. Every type and shadow that we can touch on, and the rest will leave up to the Holy Spirit in you. Can you say amen? amen? Because everything promised, fulfilled in Christ. Everything fulfilled in Christ belongs to you. Yes. Everything fulfilled in Christ belongs to you. Yes. Let me give you an example before we go into theologian or theology. Do you have a few minutes? Oh, yeah. How about a few hours? Yes. Praise the Lord. I might work a double shift tonight. If we look at the new covenant prior to the crucifixion, the word of God says through the rite of the gospel, and he healed them that it might be fulfilled. Himself took our infirmities and carried our diseases. He's talking about Jesus Christ, the Christ healed them. I am I, if you know that's in the Bible, let me hear your voice. So he healed them, not after the cross. He healed them that it might be fulfilled Himself took our infirmities and carried our diseases. Why? Because it was already settled. He was not going to back out of the mission. So he had every right being who he is to supply for them ahead of time what he's already predetermined to pay for. Now, Now if he did that then... And then the Holy Scriptures in Isaiah 53 as well as 1 Peter 2.24 would tell us that it is by his stripes we are healed and by his stripes ye were healed. If he healed us without stripes, before stripes, how much more are you healed by the stripes of the Lord? I'm going to stop. Get ready. Get ready. Get up out of that place. Rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 So that's one of his names, isn't it? Yahweh Rapha. That means the, the compassionate one that heals you. So hallowed be thy name. <laughs> the greater the healing, the greater we magnify the name. The greater we magnify the name, the greater the healing. Somebody said, well, what if he doesn't heal you? Well, what if he's not who he is? Well, that's impossible. Well, then it's impossible for the one who is not to do what he says. I'm going to stop till somebody shouts in this place. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. And we can go throughout the names, but we're not going to do that. 
Um, you can write the address down, 1 Peter 4 and 11. Or if you want, you could read it with me or read it for me. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. Is that the Bible? Yes. So the Bible was not given to us so that we would stop speaking with power. Firstly, oracles of God is mouthpiece of God. That means if you're going to speak, let the one that's in you inspire the speaking that you're speaking. I don't want to get, get ahead of where I'm going, but I just must, must, must connect this. And Paul said, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified and my speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith would not rest in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. So he, he didn't say I just talked. He said I talked in a peculiar way. He didn't say I just preached. He said I preached in a powerful way. Hallelujah. Because the Lord has given his people the opportunity. He said come on closer to me. I'll put my word in your heart. I'll put my word in your mouth. And when you open your mouth and speak my word you'll speak as the oracles of God you'll, 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 you'll spring out with inspired words and you'll speak out creative powers, amen and uh, how many believe the word of God is alive and how many believe you're going to speak as the oracles of God, then you're going to speak as the mouthpiece of God that means the words of God are going to be coming through you isn't that right? That's right? Isn't that right? Yes. So the words of God are coming through even if you don't speak them out loud. Even if you're laying down or sitting down and you're meditating on the words of God. Not only quoting the scripture, but, but, but listening to how the Lord ministers to you. What kind of a father is he? He's a good God, isn't he? Yes. So, so he says, if, how many? Any man. Any man, and that word man is talking about mankind, not uh, a male gender only. Mankind. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. Anyone minister, let them do it as of the ability which the Holy Ghost giveth. Right? Okay, well, the word oracles of God is the word logia theo. Logia is logos. Theo is God. That's where we get theologian. Not philosophian. But God talking. Word preaching. Christian. My God. And so no one here will ever again be able to say I'm not a theologian or anything. Because it's not how much you know. It's not ever learning and never able. 
to come to the knowledge of the truth. It's not having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. It's being full, and in him we live and move and have our being. And the word is nigh thee in your heart and in your mouth. The word of faith which we preach, and the mystery among the Gentiles, Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, teaching every man warning every man that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus my God he's in your home he's on your life he's in your mind he's in your will he's in your emotions today I break the power of hereditary genetic problems and breakdowns in your organs in your body in your blood your pressure your metabolism your, 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 your bloodstream everything that is offensive to God's best I cut off its life flow and I release the goodness of God in your life and any block that stops creativity or inspiration from God to, to come to you because it's blinding through unbelief when unbelief, when this world preaches unbelief enough to a believer, then you end up not seeing. And so now as we're talking, the thing that stopped you from seeing is being blown out of the way. And the Lord will get his ideas, his direction, his creative enablement to prosper your business, to promote you on your job, to protect you in the middle of the battle. To procure for you that which will make you a greater witness for the Lord than you've ever been. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So when we, when we say we're going to be talking about the ancient theology, we have to go as far back as Theo. As Dios. As Aloha, we have to, the God. So he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Speaking of Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And here, O Israel, the Lord your God, is, there's no other God but, but God, right? He's always been, always will be. I am that what? And so we understand that I'm the living one, ever living, never becoming, not dependent on anyone else for his existence. God did not evolve. He did not earn Godship. Somebody said, well, I don't understand that. Neither do I, but that doesn't stop me from believing that he's God and I'm me. Is there anybody in this place? And he tells us, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. So through the spirit of faith, we believers understand. We don't understand up here. It's not theologically. Are you listening? It's not a logical deal. It's a logos deal. Theologia comes from logos of God. When you open your mouth 
and out of your belly, your spirit man, your core, comes the logos of God, he will not only describe what it is, he will make it what he calls it. You are what God has called you. Your condition is how God defines it. The report of the Lord is your report. Hallelujah. You've been rescued. You've been redeemed. You've been renewed. You've been born from above. You're a new species. You're a new creation of being. You're a new genesis. You're a new man. You're a new person. You're royalty. You're priesthood. You're believers. You're champions. You're heirs. And joint heirs with Christ. I need to teach. Nobody said teachers are quiet. That means you could sit down. You know, it's like, woo! No, it's sit down. You can jump up anytime you want to, but. So it's not logic that through logic we understand. No, no. A miracle can, cannot be dissected logically. Now, now, grant you there are spiritual laws that, that can be expressed by men who are called by the Lord to teach the breakdowns of the miraculous. Does that make sense? There are principles that when, when faith and the Spirit of God are put into them, they produce the unexplainable. Those things are taught. Are you listening to me? But not a um, human effort of uh, a deductive reasoning or understanding of the Lord. No, through what? Faith we understand. Now, we, we see something that the worlds were framed by what? So the worlds included the two days and then the other two days, and then the other, whatever, many days before, and then before the flood. Because through faith, we understand that the eons, or what? Ages were framed. So now we know two things, because in Hebrews chapter um, 1, I believe, um, he, he tells us uh, regarding the sun... And thou, Lord, in the beginning has laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. Now, when we talk, we talk about the, the hand of the word or the Lord Christ, right? How many believe he's talking about the hand of the word? He's not talking about a hand reaching out. And, no, he's talking about the word being spoken because he made all things by the word of his power. Yes. Do, you, do you agree with that? Yes. It's very important because if any man speak, let him speak as what? So theology is what? It's God's speech. Now, how could God's speech be empty? How, how can I speak God's word and it not produce God's will? Do you see how ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth? Having a form of godliness, denying the power thereof. So many will learn about God. 
and would reject letting God in to be the doer in their life. But you who have let him in, you best give him this year that he may give you his life. He may inflate his presence in your life so largely that men and women will not be able to stop from shaking their head in amazement at the one who never fails to perform his promises on your behalf. Preserving you, protecting you, defending you, providing for you, healing you, reviving you, renewing you, forgiving you, transforming you, inspiring you, encouraging you, reforming you. In accelerated form. Amen. All right. You, you may be seated. And in the fourth chapter of 1 Corinthians 15, I didn't really want to go there, but I'm going to read it to you. Um, so what are oracles of God? What is it in the Greek? Theologia or logia theo. Now, that's where we get the word theology. God speak. Huh? So oracles of God means, if anybody's going to say something, let him be full of God first. Amen. Amen. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us, you may all prophesy, but guess what? There's going to be people standing by judging whether or not you're just blabbing or talking with an anointing. You can, whoo, and a Prophesy according to the measure of faith. Huh? You stop praying in tongues sometimes. You go, Brandy, and you have like a little uh, prayer language that's maybe two syllables. And then you just get caught in that and you find yourself in that. But somewhere down the line, you lose yourself in your prayer uh, closet and you, you, you get dialects full and rivers full that flow in your life. The same is true regarding stepping over into the, the prophetical or the inspired even in your testimony when you talk about what the Lord has done for you. See, you could start by faith. You could start saying, well, you know, I could remember and, and you go like the next thing you know, a tear will start coming down and then you'll go somewhere else and before you know it, you're sobbing and the next thing you know, you're laughing because the thing you thought you forgot and it was way back when is just as real when you called him to manifest in your life springing, springing, springing springing in your life you are standing with International Miracle Institute on your launching pad glory be to God can you say amen In Hebrew, that means faithful. The Lord calls himself that. I am the Amin. So often when you hear verily, verily, he's saying, Amen, Amen. Depending on whether you're reading it in Latin, French, or uh, Hebrew. But Amen, Amen, O me. Just grab it. Should I stop? No. F- 
for though we have 10,000, you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, you have not many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Now notice he doesn't say, he doesn't, he says what? You do not have many what? Fathers. You do not have many fathers. And so, so he, he makes a distinction, not, not I, but the Apostle Paul makes a distinction between instructors, are you listening to me? And between fathers. Fathers are givers of birth or progenitors or uh, they're heads of a, a tribe. So what it means is there are some things in your life regarding your Christian walk that someone anointed by God was sent to you to impart that dimension. First things first, someone led you to the Lord. And someone had to raise you up to a particular level. But then regarding your mission, regarding your call, regarding your purpose, regarding other regarding the prophetic gifts, regarding the miracle gifts regarding the, the ability to believe God uh, about certain things we call subject matters. His provision, his protection, they're not subject matters. They're aspects of God. And if the man sent by God to you is just an instructor, are you listening to me? He may be able to know about those things but cannot demonstrate them. We see that in the, in the Corinthian church. This is why Paul said, when I came to you, this is how I came, and this is how my speech was, and this is how my preaching was. So even the Corinthians had so many people coming, some were planting, some were watering, God was giving the increase. So Paul was making a distinction between many what? Instructors, life coaches, because you could hire those, but you can't buy a father. I didn't mean to diss anybody, but I'm talking the truth. Today we need some fathers, and today we need some children to know that your fathers in the faith love you. They want to build you up. They want the best from God for you. We want to to help you have a smile on your face, and we want to help you have some grit in your warfare, not to be impressed by your adversary, but but to be, be committed to your Savior. Amen. Amen. And so he says, I have begat you through the gospel. There is a begetting. There's something that was birthed in you. I would venture to say, without being presumptuous, that almost, almost, uh, aside from the altar calls where we lead people to the Lord and we baptize them and do all that in our crusades, aside from that, the majority of men and women that write to me, follow, and the uh, about 500,000 people that graduated IMI so far, a half a million. And you're, st- you're, still wa- you're still studying. You're still, actually, this is the higher level you're going to. I would venture to say that almost every single one, maybe 90%, maybe 80%, would say, I, I had a, a birth and I had an awareness of the call of God on my life 
through your ministry. And that is why I follow this teaching and follow you because you birthed the knowledge of that call in my life and you have an ability from God to stir up, build, and, and raise up that call. And that's, so that's what a father, how many understand what I'm talking about? And so, of course, they have to be a theologian. That doesn't mean they know everything about God, but it means they speak God talk. That's why you can't sit down sometimes when I'm declaring the living word of God. Because in it, there is a resurrection from the status quo and the average. And the hand of the Lord who redeemed me, who preserved me while I was in my mother's womb, who revealed himself to me while it was, I was in my living room and reminded me of his call through Luke 4 and 17 and 18. That same God of glory has put an anointing in my life regarding an end time generation that the gates of hell will not prevail against. My God, my God. Hallelujah. And you're part of that. You're part of that. Glory to God. You need to make sure you let me know. Make sure you put in your prayer request. Make sure you sign up to be part of this year. And make this year your life transformation. The ancient theology will be the, the, the manifestation of today's newness in your life. Your best days are not behind you. The, the greatest days are not written in the Bible. The greatest days are in the God of glory that is going to reveal what's written in the Bible in your life in manifested form. He's going to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. You're not going to just read it. You're going to have it. Glory, 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 glory. Well, lift your hands and shout the shout of victory if you believe that. Amen. You may be seated. And so that word... um, Fathers is the, is the word pater or pater or Abba in, in, the, in the, if it was in the Hebrew. But it means a father, a progenitor, a begetter, originator, bringing into being or to pass on the potential for likeness. Let me give you an example what Paul was talking about. How many like an example? Wave at me. All right, the Apostle Paul himself speaking to his son in the faith, Timothy. Even though also Titus, a lot of people don't know that Titus was actually more of a son to the Apostle Paul than Timothy was, if you, if you could say it like that. But uh, if you do the, the study on it, you'll discover, and maybe I'll leave that up to Reverend John to share with you. So I don't have time. I have a lot to give you. I don't have, it's not like I don't have time for you. But see, he, he tells Timothy, 
And from a child you've known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation. And, I'm a, and he mentions to him about his grandmother, your grandmother's faith, your mother Eunice's faith, and I'm sure that faith abides in you also. So now you notice Timothy had a measure of knowledge in God. But Paul draws his attention to his pastorship or, or, or fathering or progenitoring in his life by saying, stir up the gift of God that is in you by the laying on of my hands. And then he also, neglect not the gift of God that is in you. And then he tells him, which was given you by prophecy. So he draws his attention to that moment in time when he went up to another level by coming in contact with a father in the faith and not just an instructor that was able to build him and take him up to another level. God is going to manifest his goodness in your life. He's going to take you by the spirit, lift you up. Hallelujah. To the high places of glory. In your in your comprehension in your understanding and while you're walking on solid ground the so-called real world you will bring the real word the real word will have you you have been translated you have set your affections on things on high where Christ sits at the right hand of the father glory be to God So did you see that? So Paul mentions to Timothy, draws his attention to the gift he received through the laying on of hands, the impartation. He tells us that that was also his pattern. And it was the pattern of all of the originals. We call them the founding apostles. How many understand what that means? That that means the ones that... that, uh, agreed together with Christ regarding the foundation the church is built on. What kind of doctrine? You see what I mean? What kind of revelation? What is the revelation? What is the doctrine? What is the uh, prophetical spirit? And what is the knowledge revealed by God to mankind that is the truth to build on? And so fortunately, some of those apostles are published in our New Testament (laughs) Scriptures, Isn't that right? And so, would you think that Paul is published? Yes. We, we, we captured the epistles of Paul. And the acts of Paul according to Luke, we've got all we need. We don't need anything extra biblical. Right? But he tells him, and he, he tells him again, that good thing which you have received of me. What? You see how, child of God, the Lord is leading me tonight to assassinate the lies that you've been peddled in so-called Christian circles. Why would the apostle Paul say, 
that good thing which you've received of me keep by the Holy Ghost that dwells in us. Why would he say the gift which you receive by the laying on of my hands? Why didn't he say the gift which God gave you that I had nothing to do with? Why, why is Paul allowed to identify his fathership that it was given to him by the Father and by Christ to father people and lift them up above and beyond the mere just I'll preach a sermon and walk away from you. But no, I'll pray for you. I'll bow my knees for you. I'll preach to you. I will teach you. I will lay hands on you. I'll do what is necessary to stabilize your life. Do you see? You see? And so what happens is they did that to Jesus also. They told the blind man, they told other people, magnify, give God the glory. This man is a sinner. And he said, well, hey, that's pretty wild, you know. All I know is that I was blind, now I see. And whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. But, you know, I, you know, I heard somewhere where God doesn't hear sinners. But if a man is a... See, that's what happens when you talk too much in certain denominations. And so, so he got kicked out because he talked too much. <laughs> he did. He did. He continued. He just said, you know, if, if, if a man is a worshiper of God, God hears him. And they said, you were altogether born in sin and you teach us. And they excommunicated him. Now he's out there churchless. <laughs> churchless. And all of a sudden, watch, this man comes to him and says, do you believe on the Son of God? Woo! What? Oh, he was called this man over there, but he's the Son of God all the time. Where do you want to walk, child of God? Is this world your Lord? Or is the Lord your Lord? And this world is under your feet? With goodness and with mercy, but with courage and with authority, you're going to release the logos of God. Hallelujah. You're going to release the very spirit of Theo in, 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 your, in your word and in your conduct and in your confession and in your behavior and get results done on behalf of the Lord. Amen. Okay, so now we, we concluded the purpose for which God has entrusted Dr with this subject matter, okay? Not even Dr. Robin or Pastor Christie or Reverend John or anyone on earth has heard the progression of this teaching that we'll do uh, this uh, year. Not, not anybody yet, but it is necessary. It is there. It's in the Word of God. It belongs to you, not so that you can know more. But, but so that you can receive everything that the Lord has for you. So the word of God tells us that, um, and, and then we'll go to, to, to the dateless past, if we can call it that. Um, Christ is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. 
So of God, he is made unto us wisdom. So who is your wisdom? Okay. Who is your righteousness? He's made unto us righteousness. So the righteousness is the gift of God. I could say no to it based on something. I could start believing what people think. I'm saying I about you. You could, you could just believe what people say. You can believe what you think. And you could just think, well, I'm not righteous. There's nobody righteous but God. Well, wait a minute. I just, I'm reading to you uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 30. And it says, God made Christ unto you righteousness. So, so, so why did he make righteousness unto you? If the, he doesn't want to give you righteousness that is greater than any flaw you are capable of so that you can get rid of the flaw and get a hold of the righteousness. Get rid of the, get rid of the, the I don't know, and get a hold of the wisdom. And get, get rid of the common and get a hold of sanctification. Get rid of the loss and get a hold of redemption. He's made available to us redemption. We're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We're sanctified by the Almighty Holy Ghost. We're filled with the wisdom of the Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if we lack wisdom, we ask and it's given to us. Hallelujah. Amen. And righteousness, righteousness, Christ is made unto us righteousness. All right. So we're talking about what? The ancient theology or the ancient word. Now we know I'm not going to take you there first. We'll probably get there like in October. (laughs) Or on Christmas. (laughs) Probably, but... No limits on the Spirit of God. I'm talking about John 1 1. In the beginning, was we're not going to go there. <laughs> we're not going to go there right now. And um, so when we talk about the ancient theology, we're talking about the ancient God speech. <laughs> when did God start saying things? Nobody knows. So do we all believe that the host of heaven, the angels, were created by the word of God? Do we believe the heavens were created by the word of God? Do we believe the earth was created by the word of God? And um, I'm going to take a moment to tell you this. In God's progression of creation, when the Lord made man, and he made the male and female, we won't go through the, the formation, the, all that, forming man and all. We won't go into that right now. Mankind was his crowning creation. You can call humanity at that particular moment in time, you could look at, all of the animals, all of the fish, all of the bird, all of birds, all of the, 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 the vegetation, the, the garden he planted eastward in Eden. 
all of the beauty of that paradise. Are you listening to me? And all of it was made before he made what would be his masterpiece. So it's very important to God that you do not allow the devil to describe you to yourself. Because the moment you start accepting what God called you, you're honoring the Lord for being a master at what he does or the master of what he does. If we are his workmanship, then he's certainly planning a masterpiece. If you say we're nothing, if we say there's nobody great but God, then you're saying God can't make anybody great. And so God is actually, you know, uh, um, I, I don't know if I'm getting the point across. You're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works. And so when we, we look at God and we look at what he's, what he's done, and we're not even talking about man yet, but I wanted to get it into man because in your thoughts, you, you, would, you, would, you would get attacked with fiery darts that make you, of course, you could be lifted with pride if you forget about who's the one that make you. But if you humble yourself, he will revive you and rem- remind you of what true sonship is. I mean, you know, you have to remember, you know, the man was at the pig's pen. Right? And then, you know, he, he just living like a, a, a slave. Just, and he looked at the pigs and looked at their food and he thought, what did he think? What did he, what did he think? In my what? In my what? So your experience did not take away your identity. The moment he recognized, I'm willing to go back and and just be the security. I'm willing to go back and just power wash the church. I'm willing to go back and just get the vacuum cleaner. Are you listening to me? God said, no, you're not just going to do that. You're going to get a harvest of a first class citizen in the kingdom of almighty God. Come on. You're out. Turn it around today. Turn it around today. It's time to rise up in your thought life. Amen. Amen. All right. You may be seated. Now let's look at what happened is theology or theologia or logia theo. uh, Logos of God or God's speech. Hit someone say God's speech. And so we see in the dateless past, before we understand that times and seasons were given, because remember in the creation of earth and the heavens, that's called the second heaven, where the sun and the moon and, and the stars and all that, he gave them to be for signs and for months and for days and for seasons. How many understand that? So the Lord created time at some point. I was going to say at some time, but there was no time till God made time. Whoo, glory. If God made time for you, shouldn't you make time for God? My God. Whoo. 
Jump up to your feet, shout like you never shouted in your life. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you for making and providing and supplying and declaring all the things that pertain to life and all the things that pertain to godliness that the power may be of you and not of us. So we thank you for making time for creating the eons and the eon we live in the season we live in the intersection we're at the dispensation we're occupying you have made for us and your thoughts and plans are to do us good and not evil in the very hour we live so we believe we claim we accept we receive we believe and we rise up to your provision for the world through us to your glory hallelujah now give the Lord a great shout if you believe that amen I love you you may be seated well we're talking about the ancient theology or the ancient speech of God or the ancient word of God. We are, um, can, I, can I give you a definition? I like this definition. We are monothelistically Trinitarian. That means we believe in one God, but we understand his three persons, co-substantial, no big God, little gods. Are you listening to me? The word was with God and the word was God. We understand that God, we, we understand even it's spelled out in the very teachings of Paul regarding our operation in the mighty gifts or manifestations of the Holy Spirit. When he says, uh, 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 he says there are, regarding spirituals, I don't want you to be ignorant or uninformed. And then he says, there are, there are many gifts or manifestations, but the same what? Spirit. Shout, Spirit. Notice, many gifts, plural, same spirit, the Holy Spirit. Many ministries or diversities of ministries or services in the house of God. But the same Lord, our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Isn't that right? The the anointed one. The word of God. Right? And different operations But it's the same God that worketh all in all. So the Apostle Paul, theologically, demonstrated the cooperation of the Godhead together without dividing them. How many understand what I'm talking about? 
Is the Holy Spirit God? Yes. Is he the Father? No. Is the Father God? Yes. <laughs> Let's not get into that. You get the point. We believe in one God. But now the Lord, or, or God, when God, God, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, or the Word was with God, and God was the Word. That's how the original manuscripts almost um, uh, unanimously read. Whether it's Ethiopic, whether it's Aramaic, whether it's, it's, um, it's Greek, whether it's, um, it's Latin, the, ancient, the oldest manuscripts read like that. It's the same thing. The word was God or God was the word. That means there's no drop down. How many understand that when Christ was incarnated or the word became flesh, he did not become flesh to diminish God. He became flesh to elevate man. He came down to lift you up. So if you say, well, I'm not worthy, you, you're qualified. <laughs> you, you, know, you, know, you, know how they, you know how they do you when they're recruiting for the military? It's like, you could be like, you know, and uh, you pass the test because, amen. Hear, hear it. And, uh, yeah. The, amen. You passed. Don't worry about it. So <laughs> I just had to take a breather there. Ha! So the Lord created, or 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 um, it's very powerful. The, the the name Elohim applies to God, and then applies to His angels. Applies. To dignities and applies to earthly judges. And the context of the verse and the chapter would reveal who it's talking about. How many understand? Of course, God is God all by himself. Does that make sense? So he's an uncreated, ever-living, ever-being God. So did you understand what I meant by where monotheistically trinitarian yes. you know what monothe mon monotheism it's one god we believe in one god but we believe in three persons yes. so people don't understand that they don't know how god can have a son well the word became and actually let me take you a little further cuz i didn't think i was going to you know have you strain at that one But there's been a lot of nets flowing around lately. <laughs> a lot of instructors. <laughs> Whew. I'm ready to sign up for my course right now. Isn't that true? What I just said? Now the Apostle Paul tells the Colossians, do not let any man spoil you. 
Would you think he's talking to us also? Yes. Yes. So don't just say he's talking to Colossians, talking to Ephesians, talking. Then you have nothing. He had to write the Pensacolians. He had to write the Americans. He had, he, he, he had to. Come on, somebody. No, no, he, his word is to the saints, to all saints, to all of the ones who are called to be saints, or called saints by God. He says, let no man spoil you or strip you and rip you off of what you have by leading you astray. And not after Christ. You should go after whom? Christ. Christ. In whom dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That means the body of Christ is the fullness of him that filleth all in all. And that means the entirety of the Godhead is filling the body of Christ. And we have no lack or no shortage on the provision of the presence of our heavenly father the living word our savior and the spirit our empower glory be to God we've got the operations we've got the ministries and we've got the manifestations of the Holy Ghost hallelujah glory glory now, now, before anyone disagrees, write down the words doctor spoke and go to your concordance and open your Bible. And when you find them in three or four places, then you'll have to disagree with the Bible. <laughs> Don't just shake your head and just act like you disagree because you think I'm just talking. Mark down what I said and look it up in the word. Then after you find two or three times, then you can have a choice whether to disagree or not disagree. Amen? Because we're not drafting anybody. We don't want to end up in no foxhole with the wrong person. <laughs> you know? You know what the Bible says? Judas not Iscariot. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm sorry, that what's your name? Judas. What? Not, not Iscariot. And so the, the, um, the heaven of heavens, um, the eternal realm of God is in timelessness, is in eternity. Does that make sense? Yes. 
Now, we don't have a measuring method with which to find or know even, and we don't really care. When the Lord, or if the Lord, we don't know how he made the heaven of heavens. Do you understand what I'm talking about? But it says the initial, the, the activity, the origin, the genesis, whether it's, it's all at once or whether it's um, progressive, chronological, in, in Genesis 1, verses 1 through 3, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth became without form and void. And that word became is in the original language because something happened to the earth. But let's stop here. The fall, so we see that the fall of the enemy, and between the verses, there is a space of undetermined time. When the Lord made the earth first, it was not off its axis, it was not warped, and it was not um, uh, um, without form and void. Okay? It became that way. That's what, that's what everybody believes. It's what everybody knows. So why am I stopping there? Because it's very important to know that the Lord paid special attention to creating the earth. Does that make sense? It's his planet. The earth is the Lord's. So, so first of all, this has got to start working on my thinking. As a believer that wants to go higher in God, this has got to start working on my thinking. I've gotten this far, but I want to get farther in God. I don't want to get out on nowhere. I want to get out on the word of God. So if the Lord says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, it would mean nothing. If I said, well, this earth is just earthly, this earthly, this earthly, this earthly, and I call the earthly as nothing. When the Lord made the earthly to be something of value, of standard, and he has committed his covenant with the earth eternally, even when he causes the elements to melt with a fervent heat, it will be to do something that will upgrade the earth from the fall that came upon it to the fall of the angelic beings and the rebellion of Adam. It's very important to understand. You're just, you're not nothing. You're someone made by the master, made by the artist of heaven, made by the one that cannot fail to keep working on you until you're a vessel of gold or a vessel of silver, a masterpiece used by God for his honor and his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Are you getting anything out of that? So, so now when the Lord made the heaven and the earth or created, did he not do it with his word? With his, so the word of God, the word, the word was also the arm, has laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the works of your hand. So the word worked like an arm or a right arm. Isaiah tells us that. So it gives us a principle. Who has believed our report or our God talk? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? My God. Hallelujah. He's given us a principle in his God talk. 
that the arm of the Lord is in his word. Hath he said and shall he not do it? He can't because in his saying there is a doing. And so notice when we look at the original and, and ancient, you, this is ancient as we have. Genesis 1.1 and 1.3 is as ancient as we have in writing, right? This is pre, uh, pre-flood, pre-Noah, pre, pre-Abel uh, and Cain, pre-fall, pre-everything. This is as ancient of a God speech as you can get. I took us there because the Lord wanted us to begin to expect. Child of God, you're too important, too valuable to the Lord for him to leave you without fully, without full persuasion about the truth. Because if you hear doctor say things that seem far out and you don't have at your end the scriptural basis for them, there'll be room for you to get tested, tried and attacked and, 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 and resisted on the things you heard. And you'll just think, well, maybe that's what doc thinks. Because God knows right now you have a lot of voices and a lot of sounds to listen to. Now, having said that, ancient God's speech. In the beginning, God did what? Say that word. So the first words were not predictive words. They were creating words and they were performing words. The first words were command and it stood fast. So that means gifts of healings, workings of miracles and great faith according to the infinite measure of God himself flowing the world into into an intelligent existence that is eternally capable of obeying the laws of God. Hallelujah. It's not a prediction, not an evolution, not millions and billions and billions of years so that God would form something intelligent. He commanded and it stood fast. First words were not predictive words. They were creative words. Now let's stop. And, and look at this. You can sit down. <laughs> My goodness, everybody's in attention. <laughs> at ease. Isn't that true? Isn't that powerful? Now, why, why is that? Because the first words are the word. Unhindered. Forever settled. Declares his intention. Performs his will. Mm. Mm. Creative. 
just want to stop for a minute because that may not seem like a real big thing to you, but I guarantee you, you, many of you here, if not everybody, you've got some things you'd like to see uh, resolved in a hurry. <laughs> wave at me if that's you. I won't look. Yeah, wave. I see you. I see you. Yeah. Yeah. So you say, well, doctor, what are you doing? I am imparting by the help of the Lord to all of us respect and reverence to the ability of the living word as the ever living person. The word of the living God. He cannot speak out of himself anything that is not out of himself. So the words are from the word. Did you, that wasn't a play on words. That was, he, he, did not, he cannot release power, anything powerless. What he releases is powerful, capable. And so he created the heaven and the earth. And so the earth became without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God hovered or moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. Now, now notice, God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. But God is not created. So there is a created light. And there is the uncreated light. Don't let the created rule you when the uncreated made you. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. See, this is what I, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. No, I, I'm not going to go sit down. I'll. Well, I'll go there. I'll just, I'll just quote it because I really want to stay in the, in the ancient years, you know. But you keep pushing me over to verify to you that it's the Bible. So I, I'm glad to do it. I'd rather have you leave here with answers than questions. Regarding the blind man that was blind from his birth, disciples said, who did send this man or his parents that he was born blind? He said, neither is this man or his parents uh, sin, but so that the works of God might be made manifest in him, I must do the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Well, hold up, man. <laughs> hold up, Lord. Hold up. Up, Savior. The light, isn't the light of the world that planet we call the sun? No, no, it's different light. I'm the uncreated light. 
I'm the light of the world. And then he tells us in Matthew, you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. And then he says, are there not 12 hours in the day when he's going to raise Lazarus? Remember? And everybody, all of the disciples said, no, not Judea. They want to kill you. Every post office got a picture of you in it. They want to stone you. Of of late, of late, of late, the Jews sought to stone you, and do you go thither again? And he says to them, "Well, are there not twelve hours in the day in which men ought to work?" I thought there were twelve hours, twenty-four hours. No, he's talking about the light. What light? My word is a lamp to your feet. If I teach any better. If I father any better. If I profit any better. (laughs) My words. My word is, is a lamp and a light unto your feet. Isn't that right? The entrance of his word gives what? Light. What is that? It, no, that's the, the uncreated light. The word is light. Are you? God dwelleth in the light. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. God is not a created light. So what, what the Lord was saying to them, as long as I... I am showing you how to walk in the light of the spirit of the heavenly direction. And when you do that, you get in on whatever you need to get in on properly. So it doesn't matter how long the man's been in the grave. If I've been led there, and if I take you there, I'm going to bring him up. Glory to God. Glory to God. So it's very, very powerful where he says are there not 12 hours in in the day in which men ought to work and so he's talking about something they can understand because they work from dawn till sunset do you see what I mean and um, and he divided the day from the night in order to give allegorically a difference between the kingdom of darkness or darkness and the kingdom of light light how many understand so uh, when we, in eternity, there will be no need of the sun in that city because the glory of the Lamb or the Lord will light the city. So we can understand now in this kingdom when we live, regardless of what time it is, there's two different laws. The laws that govern planetary things and the laws of heaven that never change. You're a citizen of the heavenly, called to impact the earthly. To bring what? The light of human intelligence or the light of the wisdom of God and the knowledge of the glory of God. You're learning anything from that? So ancient theology, God creates everything. Isn't that good? And the Lord, I won't lead you through it. You could read chapter 1 in Genesis and then read the other account of both accounts. One is he shows making Adam, making out of his side Eve. And other one, he made them male and female and he blessed them. We won't go into that. Does that make sense? We understand what happened. We understand the fall. And uh, 
we have too much teaching on the fall. Amen. Let's thank God for the redemption. So the first, and, and I'll teach this um, more, more impartationally to uh, my FCD disciples because we'll have, we'll have a, a condensed area to, to remain in in the next Mount of Transfiguration uh, session. But shout, one year. One year. See, there, that's a cycle, that's a season. The Lord called, called it the acceptable year of the Lord. Yeah. So it's very important when the Lord releases something this good for you to get it all because it's about to change your life permanently. So although we're, we're not going to address it all, but we're going to skim over the surfaces of history to show the uh, impossibility, the miraculousness that had to be implemented for Christ to fulfill all of the different types and shadows and, and, and foreshadows regarding him that were done and performed by God on behalf of humanity or sometimes by him on behalf of humanity the word how many understand yes. not that there's any difference sometimes it's via an angel or via something else sometimes it's via the Lord himself uh, the word how many I am I people do we have here And if you're not in IMI, International Miracle Institute is uh, looking for the elite, those that will not settle for just being, you know, absent on duty or on assignment. (laughs) Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But those who want to represent and um, if that's you, I, I want you to be part of this course on ancient theology and allow ancient theology or God's speech to become your experience. Now, we've started by a conclusion. And the conclusion was that God reveals his talk with results immediate. Yes. So the words or the word is creative. Yes. Does that make sense? The word is creative. And so it is, not the, it is not normal for every promise of God to delay. Right. That's right. It, it is probable for many of them to be accelerated and immediate in their manifestations. Yes. Glory be to God. Sometimes he's not delaying the promise. He's preparing you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But it's very important to, to notice that, that how he did it. Now, he did the whole world in six days. He created um, his crowning creation 
man on the sixth day. And that was it. God rested on the seventh day. Gives us an allegory of a season of rest. Or a rest that the Lord leads us into. We won't get into that. The rest of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know someone just thought, that's a long subject, the rest of faith. (laughs) So, when, when the Lord called to Adam, and called to, he said, Adam, Adam, Adam is hiding in the trees. And Adam and, uh, and his wife made clothing because the glory had departed and now they, the, the fall had settled in and their eyes were open to uh, the fall, etc. Fear, shame. How many understand? And and um, and it wasn't God's will. So the first the first thing God does is He slays an innocent lamb, or enough necessary slain from the foundation of the world to cover them with, or made them, actually made them tunics. The original language said, made them tunics of skin. The Lord will cover you. I said the Lord will cover you. The Lord will not only fill you. The Lord does not only fill your heart with a little light that you got to guard from the devil from blowing it out. No, the, the light of glory is on the inside of you. The Lord of heaven is in your house. The angels of God on, are, are on assignment. A, a firewall is firewalling you and protecting you. God has a plan for you in this hour. It's not time for you to fear this world, nor its threats. It's time for you to save many from this system by bringing them into the saving knowledge of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, the Anointed One, the King of Glory, the Lord of Heaven, the Great Shepherd, the Alpha and the Omega. Hallelujah. And so... The Lord will cover you. And so when the Lord did that, you could see the first reference to the antidote. From the moment Adam and Eve were ministered to by God. Can you imagine? God himself putting on you his hand made or word made tunic of skin that you know innocent blood was shed for it to be prepared for you so that you could have atonement for what had started and God would institute what is necessary to please him and that is to offer the first and offer the best before him hallelujah out of your sheep out of your uh, uh, cattle out of your etc worship the Lord and so when you offer up that burnt sacrifice after you slain that innocent lamb which really was going to be the word become but we won't go there then the smoke of that would ascend to God and would appease God's 
justice because God is so just, he would have just fried Adam had he not been also love, for God is love. Thank you very much. And because of his love, he already had plans for man to be in his image and in his likeness. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. And so that was, that was Christ allegory foreshadowed in the garden. And even later, thousands of years later, if you will, maybe two, maybe three, who knows, from that time to Moses. When, when the books of Moses would be written, they'd be written on what? After the stone. They'd be written on on, on a clean animal skin, kosher. It would be deer if they were in foreign land, but it would be lamb if, it, if they were in proper land. You got to help me here. Do you want me to stop? No. You sure? Yes. So we don't know how long that was and uh, so so in, in, in verse tw- uh, 21 of chapter 3 of Genesis and unto Adam also and his wife did the Lord make coats of skins and clothe them so you notice he made unto them coats of skins and clothed them and so if you look at the original Hebrew on that or the original language on that, they're like tunics. Does that make sense? In other words, proper clothes that fit them. The Lord knows how to clothe you. And of course, the Lord declares in, in Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman. So he, he, t- he, tells, he tells Satan, he said... Um, I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between her her seed and your seed. You will bruise his heel. He will crush your head. And the word is talking. And Satan has no idea and the serpent has no idea and demons or fallen angels have no idea that the word who's talking is going to become a man. And the word who's talking is going to take the curse of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil over to the tree of life And nail it on the tree of life, killing death and imparting life to everybody who will believe. Satan does not know that Christ is the fruitful one that will be the progenitor and the procreator of of a brand new race of people. Oh, I need to go back more ancient than that was just two days ago. (laughs) Glory to God. Can you imagine two days ago and some people don't believe it? My goodness. Should I stop? I'll put enmity between you. And he, he, he mentions the seed of the woman. And uh, we can see the power of that. And it, it, it's very important. I'm going to take a moment. This is, uh, I'm going to take a moment. People wonder, well, if the Lord is good, why did the Lord put a tree of knowledge of good and evil, a tree that had good fruit that looks good on the outside, is pleasant to the eyes, and is desired to make one wise in the middle or around the garden. And then put the the tree of life. 
in the garden also. Why would he do that? And you always ask that. I'm not going to put you on the spot, but you always wonder why that happened. Well, because if you read the prophets, you find out that God never created Satan. That everything God created was good. Everything God created was perfect. Everything God made was holy. And it, and it shows us how iniquity was found in the devil. And he fell and he drew a third of the angelic host of heaven. And his fall impacted not only heaven but impacted earth. So that, that nature that went out of holy God and became unrighteous, unholy and anti-God was already in the universe. And if God didn't want us to know that, he would have had to make us without an ability to make a choice. But that would not be in his image. So he made us with the ability to make a decision, made you with an ability to make a choice. You hear the truth, and you hear, you maybe hear a thousand and one different assumptions. But you hear the word of God and it rings true to you because he's, your, um, he's talking to you. He's tugging on the tablets of your heart and um, you're willing. But then you've got to also be obedient. And you can't just go on for a season and then leave. You should just want to allow the Lord to give, you, give his keeping power to you so that you would go with him. So it's very important to know that the reason the Lord put that there is he is just enough and he is fair enough, having given uh, mankind the freedom to make a choice, he had to put in that garden what already existed in the universe, and that was a conflict between the fallen angels and the holy saints or holy angel saints of God. How many understand what I'm talking about? And, uh, and so the Lord immediately talks about the seed of the woman. Revealing that he wasn't taken off guard and revealing that he is going to become a man. Glory be to God. And the word would become flesh and the word as a man would gain the victory over everything that offends and strip the enemy from every evil, unholy, ungodly power that he used to have in legal form over humanity. He is powerless. Our enemies today, and I'm talking about demon spirits and powers and principalities, they are powerless. The power they're running off is the power of greed they put in the hearts of people and the power of the free will that people make because they're bought with a price that devils offer them. But when people... Realize that the devil is bankrupt. The kingdom of darkness owns nothing. The earth is the Lord's. And what he gives, what God gives is eternal. But the devil is a taker. God is a giver. Then men and women will stop. You will stop allowing the devil to ride off of your authority by making you or leading you to the wrong choices and you'll say no I don't have that no I don't inherit that no that doesn't run in my family no I won't yield to that no I won't buy the need of that 
And yes, I've done that, but I'm going to ask the Lord to forgive me and wash me and whatever the case might be and go on with God. I see an army rising up in this hour. I see a people who are kept by the very power of the most ancient of days. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? You getting anything out of that? And um, and uh, we'll start with this. 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 Uh, say this: um, the end is greater than the beginning. The first shall be last. The last shall be first. Okay. Fast forward to explain, and then we'll rewind in the next session, which will be the next session. Fear not, fear not. <laughs> Fast forward is that the last was the word become flesh. And when Christ came, he had a forerunner come before him. And there's John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the, more than a prophet. For among those born of women, there's not a greater than John. It almost sounds like Jesus is saying John is greater than him. But no, John was born the normal way. Christ was conceived this way. Amen. The only one that can make you upright is the one that came from ver- vertically, came down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, but John the Baptist, a relative of the Lord on his... Um, Mother's side. um, Was baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. And he came finding himself in the sacred scriptures. A voice crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way the Lord may great in the desert a highway for our God. So because he was the point of intersection. He had the school of immersion. He had the school of repentance. He had the ministry of preparation. He got people ready because God's about to do something. He, he got the people ready. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And, and so, 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 but when, when, when Christ came, he became the firstborn. Now he has two titles. One is the only begotten of the Father. Begotten, not created. How many understand that? That's his actual divinity. But firstborn is the firstborn among many brethren. Notice he's called the last Adam. But it's the church of the firstborn. He's called the second Adam, but it's the church of the firstborn. 
the first Adam Paul said. Not Dr. Harfush, but Paul said. And now Dr. Harfush. <laughs> the apostle Paul said, the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. The first man was made a living soul. The last or the second was made a life-giving spirit. Say those words. Shout them again. Shout them again. That means spirit giving life. That means he's given his life to you who are called to be many brethren led to glory by the captain of your salvation and the general of your redemption. Hallelujah. So I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that's very important that the first time we saw man, according to God, is when we saw the man, the word became man. And when the word became man, we didn't have to wonder anymore what would God do if God was I, we know exactly what God would do because we saw what God would do in the life of Jesus and Christ said I will not leave you I will not forsake you I'm with you always even to the end of the age hallelujah should I stop so do you see that he, come, he comes two days ago two days ago and he says, all right, a new breed, a new generation, not of this world. You're not of this world. You're in this world. He's talking to people. <laughs> Hadn't even gone to the cross yet. You're in this world, but you're not of this world. I wrapped you up. I came from eat. I wrapped you up. See, I, I baptized you. I anointed you. I, I preached you. I decreed you. Glory to God. When I saw you bent down, I said, get up, take up your bed and walk. When I saw you blind, I touched your eyes and cleansed you. When I saw you sick, I healed you. And when I saw you possessed, I cast the devil out of you. I restored your dignity. I restored your identity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You feel that? Yeah. I feel Jesus. Not going to do it. So can you see? Very important. Because when you go through the word of God, and someone might think, well, doctors just preaching a sermon. No, what's going to happen is you're going to see through the entirety of the scriptures what Jesus did when he was walking. And you won't see it just in this year in IMI. You'll see it this year also in FCD, MOT, you know, FCF, IMI, all of those abbreviations. Just look around and they all have, you know, I don't, we say all of them and I run out of my session. I love you. Did I tell you I love you? And Dr. Robin, we love you. She's watching you, you know. 
so, um, so, um, can't believe we're still there. We're, we're still in the garden. <laughs> so he kicks us out. So, so he kicks us out, and, you know, we're like, you know, we, we're, 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 we're out. God said, we, you know, I got to station some angels over here with some swords, flaming swords twisting in every direction. Because these folks, they'll rush the tree of life. They'll eat anything. And, and um, no, and so the, uh, the, uh, this is powerful. This is powerful. Do I have 10 minutes? Yes. In, in Genesis chapter 4, and you could read it later, verses 1, read 2, 4, 6, whatever. Um, um, Adam knew his wife Eve and she gave birth to Cain or Cain or Cain and the the word uh, means formed one or created or also spear so the the name itself has a a uh, almost a probability to go awry. Because a spear in the wrong hand will shank you in the back. You don't have it. So, and, and, and names, if you know any, how many believe names mean a lot, especially in the sacred scriptures? Now that doesn't mean if someone got a bad name from their parent, there wasn't room for redemption for them. But names mean a lot when you look at the content of certain things that actually transpired. So, so there is a, the language says, I've gotten me a, uh, a son or a formed one or a created one or a spear. I got, I, it has, the language has the taking in it, in the naming of Cain. Does that make sense? So what happened is the promise of the seed became covetousness, if that makes sense, for immediate results to take place if, if we could look into that that way. Okay? If you don't want to look at it that way, just go on and see what happens. Next is Abel. <laughs> and Abel's name means means either either sun or or mist or you know like a different kind not like mist like mystical but like a a, a, a breath or mist of water or mist of air or whatever but because it's more probable 
to be the old language, um, it means son. So the second born was called son. The first born was called spear. Well, we, we know the, the thing because it says to us in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, see, two days ago, two days ago it says, by faith Abel, son, offered up a more excellent sacrifice or offered up an acceptable sacrifice. Isn't that right? And, and Genesis said God had respect for the offering of Abel, but did not respect the offering of Cain. Well, why didn't he? Why didn't he? There are two different kinds of offerings. So, the, the second born, who is called Abel, brought the kind of offering that was transferred to him orally as the covering instituted sacrifice by God. So he would offer up a lamb to the Lord when his brother just thought he'd offer up whatever he wanted to offer up. Now you know the story. But you, but you remember, what is the blessing of the firstborn? Thank you. Say that out loud. Shout it again. Shout it one more time. So his blessing could have always been the double portion if he would have only done it God's way. Amen. But, but he couldn't do it God's way because he was jealous of his brother. So God, God said, listen, if you were doing what's right, would you not be accepted? Why, why, you know, sin is coming against you. I'm paraphrasing. I can quote it, but I only have 10 minutes. <laughs> Got to get, get the guy, you know, the first martyr. The first martyr. I mean, th- these are like the first two kids. These are the first two kids, you know, that we have record of in Adam and Eve's. And, uh, and Cain ended up, he killed his brother. He murdered his brother, didn't he? Yes. And um, he hid his brother where? Does anybody know? Did he put him in the ground? Talk to me. Huh? Yeah, but we're getting there, darling. (laughs) He he hit him in the ground, and God said, where is he? He buried him. Killed him and buried him. God said, where is your brother? And he said, am I my brother's keeper? And he said, his blood is crying out to me. From the earth. Now that's very important. Because when, you, when it says we have come to Mount Zion. Glory be to God. The city 
of the living God. We have come to read it, Pastor Christie. Go to the 12th chapter. Is it? Of Hebrews. And just get to that church of the firstborn. And the blood of sprinkling. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. Come on. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling, that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Now out of everybody in the entire canon of scripture. He went all the way back to the first innocent human blood shed. And he made a connection. Saying in response to the cry of the innocent blood. He had an invitation. That was the first invitation. That was one of the confirmations. That would say... We need a redeemer. We need somebody that's not from here. Because everybody from here is below the call. We need somebody that's not from here. We need a helper. We need a redeemer. We, my God. And his blood began to cry out to God. And so when you and I now, when you're, when you're a child of God, the blood of sprinkling, the blood of Jesus says you're redeemed, you're healed, you're saved, you're whole, you're clean, you're pure, you're new, you're forgiven, you're acceptable in the beloved, you're, you're received by God. See that you refuse him not that speaks whose voice then shook the earth. But he said yes once more I shake not only the earth but also heaven. Because he speaks from heaven. Today the precious blood of Jesus is made available to the body of Christ. To perfect the saints for the work of the ministry. Glory be to God. If that's you jump up and shout like you never shouted in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory. So in Abel, we see an allegory, a foreshadow of the Christ. Killed by his own brothers. Betrayed by his own brothers because his conduct was so different than their feeble religiosity they could no longer tolerate the presence of his acceptance to the father the only difference is Abel stayed in the ground crying out but Jesus came up on the third day to my God I feel the power of the Holy Spirit put your hands on your spirit and pray for the global church and the International Miracle Institute body. I pray for you tonight and declare over you personally, over your household collectively, over your enterprises, over your ministry, over your business, over your finances, over your health, over your strength, restoration of your youth, 
command the blessing of God over your life. I stand in agreement with the Lord who called me, who bought me, covered me, and empowered me. And I declare over you creative word, healing word, delivering word, energizing word, refreshing word, reforming word, elevating word that will help you and lead you this year. You will go to another level in your walk, in your call, and in the race that you are running, prevailing against every adversity, every enemy, every opponent, and every opposition for the glory of the Lord who saved you by giving his life for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.